have you tried Music to Code by yet? Well, why not? Here's a comment Joe left on the website. This is also great music to mow by. I like listening to music while doing yard work to help the monotony of it seem less tedious. This past summer, I started listening to these tracks while doing yard work, and they worked great! I could let the music play in the background without focusing on it, and it seemed to help me concentrate on getting through my tasks. Thanks, Joe. And you know, now you can download the entire 13-track collection. That's over five and a half hours of music to code by for only 39 bucks. Check it out at musictocodeby.net. Welcome back to .NET Rocks. This is Carl Franklin. And this is Richard Campbell. It's the last show, actually, that we're recording at ProgNet, although it's, I think it was one of the first that's getting published. Yeah, right? that's why, the way that works sometimes, you know? Yeah, yeah. I've, I'm trying to covering topic areas and timing and what can go longer and shorter. It's, there's content magic here, man. Like, don't look behind the curtain. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, so, for that reason, we should probably, uh, well, no, John Skeet's show, which was Tuesday's show. Yeah. Uh, was the first one, and I'm not so sh sure we talked all that much about this conference. No, I think we went straight into uh, yeah. To the to, it was John. Yeah, yeah. You know? So this is <laughs> Prognet uh, Skills Matter. Yeah, uh, and it's uh, it's a training place. They've training a, place. It's a very cool space. It's in the Shoreditch area of London. Mm. And uh, yeah. great speakers. Obviously, yeah, no, Mark is here. Epic and lineup. And uh, Skeet is here, and Julie Lerman's here, and mm -hmm. Clemens Fasters is here, and John and Galloway. Yeah. John Galloway. Yeah. A lot of great people here, so we're yeah. having a good time. Yeah. Well, they gave us this room uh, that we're in. The backspace The backspace room, room yeah. and it is the backspace, and uh, we're sitting down with Mark Randall, so it's going to be a great show. Very That's excited. what I'm saying. Okay. But before we talk to Mark, let's do this thing called Better Know a Framework. Awesome. All right, dude, what do you got? Now, I know this is related, so Mark, you can join in here. First of all, Mark, you have a, a project on your GitHub, uh, you have a GitHub repo called Confabulum. Yes, I have a GitHub repo called pretty much everything. <laughs> yeah, <the laughs> Confabulum, it says, currently a spike of an online presenter app. Create your presentation using HTML, run it in the browser, control it in other people's browsers, audience can send questions or leave comments few to view later. And is that yes. still a thing? It is still a thing. That's what I'm talking to you about today. Yeah, but it's um, called something else it's called now. Uh, Shtick now. Shtick. Because Confabulum, um, I, I couldn't spell it. So <laughs> what, Is that something that you created or you said it's a spike? What is it's, it? What? That was a spike and now it's it's a proper thing. Okay. Um, and and what's, a spike isn't a fork of somebody else's project. No, spike is uh, a, an experiment. Oh. So, okay. yeah. Um, I think that's pragmatic right. programmer or something it's, okay. it's like a traceable it sort of thing so what i did for a better no framework today is because i knew you were talking about something like this uh i went and found something that competes with it so okay. let's talk about <laughs> reveal.js shall we <laughs> what is this this is another um presentation framework for the browser and uh yeah reveal.js or you can go to 1480.pwop.me mm -hmm. and that will link you to reveal.js, but it's an HTML presentation framework, and it's essentially the, the same idea. You do uh, well. I don't know if it's exactly the same. I'm sure you're going to tell me yeah. when we get into yeah. it what yeah. the differences are. But but it, it, there's a nice little demo that you can walk through stuff, and uh, it is on GitHub, and it's been around a while, uh, at least a few years, five years or so, at least. So uh, so that's it. That's what you got. Check it out. I don't know anything about it, but I'm sure Mark will disambiguate. No. What? <laughs> Confabulum slash shtick is all about. Yes. But you have to stick around and listen to Dis it. I love it. Disambiguate. Yes. I don't know English. Yes. And that's what I got. Richard, who's talking to us? Grabbed a comment off of show 1347, which we did back in September 2016 with one Mark Rendell. Aha. Uh -huh. Talking about simple.data.core, which is a fun show. Mm. Yeah. yeah. You and your many, many, many Not a mollusk. 
<laughs> well, right. funny you should mention that because this is a comment from John R. who says, hey, thanks for your show and simple.data is very interesting. But looking at the GitHub page, it says the last post was in 2014 and that NuGet has the latest 2.0 alpha. So why was the show mentioning version 3? Yeah. And that is a good question. It is. So version 3 is basically the .NET Core version. Right. Um, so hence simple.data.core. I need to probably find a better way of calling it that. But yeah, yeah. it was actually um, in different spots. It's simple.data.core. Yeah. And that was responded to by a, another listener from mm-hmm. Mark Kenyon, which I appreciate. Mm-hmm. But John did mention that, wow, you really did register, not a mollusk. On <laughs> yes, I did. On yes, he did. August 25th. <laughs> <laughs> While we were recording the show. Well, that's right. Yeah, that's it's right. like, yeah, well, we really do that sort of thing. Well, there's this little thing called the internet yes. and bandwidth, and it's always on, and yeah. it's just easy to do. So thank you, John. A .NET Rocks mug is on its way to you, and if you'd like a .NET Rocks mug, write a comment on the website at .NET Rocks.com or via any of our social media, because we publish every show to Facebook and Google+. And if you comment there and we read it on the show, we'll send you a mug. And definitely follow us on Twitter. He's at Rich Campbell. I'm at Carl Franklin. And send us a tweet. We won't rest until we hear from you. Oh, God save me. (laughs) That was not a very (laughs) restful comment. No, no, I'm sorry. I'm trying to make a good presentation for for (laughs) Mark. And speaking of Mark, let's bring him on the show officially now. Mark Rendell is whatever you want him to be, just as long as he gets to play with computers all day. <laughs> he's, been, <laughs> he's been programming professionally since the days of Wise Terminals and VI and two-hour compilation times, so you can just quit your complaining that Visual Studio is a bit slow now. These days, Mark mixes freelance work with teaching workshops and giving talks everywhere from big international conferences to local user groups. He's very excited about .NET Core and thinks everybody should run everything in Docker containers on general principle. Mark's hobbies include extreme knitting. (laughs) 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 I feel like I'm watching Monty Python. There you go. Extreme knitting, particle physics, and lying about his hobbies. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, it's just the last one, really. (laughs) (laughs) I lied. I don't lie about my hobbies. That was a lie. I I spent quite a long time trying to work out what extreme knitting would be. Is it it just like ordinary knitting, but in extreme situations? Or is it knitting while while in free fall? So jump out of a plane and see how much you can knit of a scar before you open the parachute <laughs> or is it kind of going right I'm going to knit the fourth bridge yeah. um, <laughs> I'm knitting with explosives yeah you know, and, and if you knitted the fourth bridge would you have to go back to the start and start knitting it from the beginning again before you'd finish you know so so uh, wait, 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 somebody sorry. register extreme knitting.com quickly yes. <laughs> sorry I already did <laughs> before we start um, you were telling me out in the hallway just a few minutes ago that you and Dylan are thinking about doing a British version of .NET Rock should we float yes. that idea yeah. balloon now yeah because basically I mean I, I was just I listen to .NET Rocks um, only when I'm about to record with you guys. I I never listen to (laughs) Um, (laughs) them. I I tend to listen to them while I'm out doing my uh, training runs because I'm doing running now. Um, That's not a lie. I really am. Mm -hmm. Um, And, yeah, and it's just... The, the voiceovers and everything. It's very American. Yes. You know, it's very accessible because American stuff is generally quite accessible. But mm-hmm. I just thought, what would a British version of that sound like? And what mm. would a British version of that be called? And so Dylan and I are thinking of doing our own kind of version called .NET is rather splendid. <laughs> and, <laughs> and I want to get you guys on as, as the first uh, as the first guests. And, and actually, Rich, you'll like it because um, you'll have to drink tea. Yes, um, yes. Like you, you're not a coffee drinker, are you? I am not. Never yeah. have. Um, so, so, and I would yeah. even drink a cup of tea to so, be yes. on that show. Mm-hmm. And, and but tea with milk, yeah. and, and tea oh. and tea in a porcelain cup where the milk goes in first and then the tea because like otherwise you'll crack do. the porcelain glaze. Yeah. It's like one lump or two, Mister Franklin. Yes, mm. yes. So dot net. Yes, <laughs> it's it is rather splendid, isn't it? Yes. Yes. What's yeah. your favourite thing about .NET? Is it the way that it's unassuming? <laughs> it is knitted rather extremely. Yes, actually. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, .NET is rather splendid plus extreme knitting. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Too funny, oh, right? Man. Too funny. All right, I guess we should talk about something real now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
And what are we talking about exactly? Social presentation. So you're you're going to talk about shtick. I'm going to talk about shtick. First of all, can we disambiguate reveal.js in shtick? Okay. Do you know anything about that? So um, the way this came about is uh, I've got a lovely new razor blade laptop here. Yeah, very fancy. Um, it is. It's it's really nice. And so now I'm running Windows 10, and I've got uh, Docker for Windows installed, and I've got cores coming out of my ears and lots mm. of memory and all this sort of stuff. But for a couple of years there, I was working on a slightly old laptop mm. and um, I wanted to do Docker things and .NET Core things and I couldn't run Docker for Windows because the laptop couldn't cope with running a Hyper-V VM. So I just went, eh, and installed Ubuntu as my primary operating system. As you do. So, which was great. Okay. Um, now I'm back on Windows 10, but while I was on Ubuntu, I was still running around doing talks and everything, and I couldn't mm. run PowerPoint, and mm -hmm. I couldn't run Keynote, nope. and so I looked around for what people who are using Linux on the desktop, both of them, uh, <laughs> use for... <laughs> so I talked to both guys who run yeah, Linux on yeah. desktops. Um, and there are lots of browser-based uh, presentation tools, and mm. Reveal.js is probably the most famous one. Mm. And so Reveal.js is... Uh, you create an HTML page, and actually you can create an HTML page that has got Markdown in it, and then it will render the Markdown for you. Nice. But, and it's great, um, it's a fantastic presentation tool for developers. Interesting. Okay. Okay, because yeah. basically the way you start... The way you create a Reveal.js presentation is you go to GitHub and you clone the Reveal.js repository, okay. and then you edit the index.html page oh, in man. that cloned repository. Oh, okay, right, And then to run your presentation, you drop to the command line and you do <laughs> grunt serve. So <laughs> that obviously means A, you're happy with the command line, mm. B, You've got Grunt installed, mm. which then also, I think it might be NPM serve now, mm. but it means you have to have Node installed okay. on your laptop to, yeah. to make this thing work. It's good that it, they simplified it by using HTML. It is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I like that. Um, and so... Uh, and so I thought I'm going to, uh, I was looking for stuff to do with, with .NET Core and ASP.NET Core. Mm -hmm. um, and I'd done this spike uh, a couple of years ago, the Confabulum thing that you mm -hmm. mentioned, mm -hmm. um, which had some other ideas about interaction while the presentation is being given with the people who are watching the presentation, yeah. which I've done various iterations on. Um, the first one ever was, I think it was the first conference where I ever did a kind of no, it's the second conference. Anyway, whatever. Um, <clears throat> I was demonstrating Nancy, mm -hmm. which was very new at the time. It's still yeah. a 0. something. And the original Simple Data, which was, I think, Simple Data is still 0. something. But yeah. Not, um, not a mollusk. Actually. Not a mollusk. Well, not a mollusk is core. So yeah. Um, yeah. I'm going to have to push it to nougat. Not a mollusk. <laughs> <laughs> That'll save the confusion, won't it? Um, and I made an app called Heckle. Uh, which basically it didn't do anything with slides or anything like that, but it meant that people could type stuff into a presenter and the presenter can have a page open and it was doing a refresh every five seconds. Wow. And so people could heckle without Great. having to shout stuff out. I like that. Well, it's it, kind of a civilized British version well, of that. Well, it, it would have been a civilized British version if I'd had any kind of authentication and oh, you, you had to register, no. but it was just anonymous because I just threw it together the, like the evening before the presentation so in if the it's anonymous obviously people are going to post Pe naughty yes things. yes, and, yes and someone did actually end up getting quite upset and yeah. um and walking away from the conference which was not good no um so yes so now this this version of it has uh social authentication um but no so there's there's multiple things going on here there's there's the fact that i wanted something uh, to present on linux laptops or linux or I mean, a mac or whatever um there's the fact that to work with Reveal.js, you mm. had to clone the repository and have Node installed. So one of the nice things with uh, .NET Core is that you can do uh, .NET publish-r mm -hmm. wins-x64, mm. right. 
and then you get a directory and you can zip that directory up take it in and there. give it to somebody else yep. and they could just take a fresh windows laptop out of a out of the wrapping mm -hmm. and unzip that directory onto it mm. and it would run they yep. don't need .net installed they don't need any development tools installed any of that sort of stuff and i um, think i'm inferring correctly that reveal.js doesn't have any of this interaction interactive so, stuff yeah, right that's yeah. it um, so the other the other side of this is that I do uh, I do talks at user groups and if in user groups if somebody wants to ask a question mm. they stick their hand up yeah. and I go yes and they ask a question mm. I also do talks at big conferences like mm. NDC and at NDC you know the Oslo rooms they've got those big um, ramp ranked seats like yes. a like seats. a view cinema yeah um, or an imax or something right and there's guys who are sitting right up at the back who yeah. are kind of going uh can you not see me putting my hand up and you've got lights kind of yeah, yeah, right, right there the so you can't is see no them. i cannot see the you. answer is no yeah. you can't see them um and you've also got the guys in the overflow room who maybe right. are watching you on like one ninth of the screen they have in the overflow mm, room right and they might want to ask a question, and you're going, oh, I can't see that question. Um, and then you've also got people who are kind of uh, sitting there with notebooks, and they're scribbling down the notes and, and all this sort of stuff, and they yeah. want to have those notes. And then sometimes people kind of take a photograph of their notes and tweet it, going, here are my notes from Mark's presentation. And you're kind of like, that's a weird thing to do, dude, but, <laughs> but thank you. Um, and then and you also have people who are kind of getting their phone out and taking photos of your right, slides sure. yeah. um, so that they can tweet the pictures of your slides mm. and stuff and so there's all this stuff going on <laughs> and presentations desperately want to be social but particularly yes. the big ones mm. it's very difficult to make them social it's very much just you talking at people right and i would like it to be more of a conversation and so what i want is an interactive thing where people can follow along and they don't even have to be necessarily be in the room right they could be listening on a audio thing somewhere yeah could be streamed. Or the guy who's up at the back mm. who can't like raise his hand and get my attention uh, could be on his phone and he could type a question into his phone. And I have a brilliant thing, um, which I didn't put on here, but it's it's great. I don't know if you and guys... Mark is reaching into his Mark bag Mark is reaching into his bag. Right Mark now. has got his laptop out and is running a presentation and is about to get you guys to do this. But That's um, the sound of Velcro right there. <laughs> yeah, that's Velcro. So yeah. have you seen these? Um, it looks like a little tablet. That is a, it's a packed it pixels. Like packed pixel. Um, this is a monitor. Okay. It's a 4K monitor. No, no, okay. it's it's about what nine, ten yeah, inches. Nine. It's a, it's a 9.7 inch screen. Okay. It's uh, 4K, um, and I have really. I have a bracket that fits onto the laptop, and then I can just hook. You see, you got these oh, yeah, these yeah. little things on the back here. Yeah. Um, 150 bucks that cost. No nice. kidding. Um, no, seriously. And what's it called again? Packed pixels. You've got a link, Richard? Uh, yeah. 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 yeah got, I'm ordering um, one right now. Yeah, that's cool. You can too. actually, yeah, if you've yeah. got, uh, if you can drive two display ports, right. which if you've got one Thunderbolt 3, you can, because you can get one thing that splits thun one Thunderbolt 3 to two display ports. Sure. You can get a double pack, which has got right. two of them, and there's a bracket on either side, and so you basically have wings on your laptop screen. Nice. So anyway, when I'm doing presentations, I put that on there, and then on the, that monitor, if I'm using PowerPoint, it's handy for PowerPoint because you can have your presenter view yep. on that. Um, but when I'm using shtick, then I can have my presenter view of what I'm doing. And as people ask questions, they pop up on, okay, on my, and that's but just nobody, But nobody else sees it. But so nobody else sees it. If them, they go naughty, you just ignore that's them. That's it. And I can kind of go, no, mute that or, yeah, or get rid of kick that guy. that guy off my presentation so yep. he can't send any more questions because it's authenticated now. Um, so, yeah. This, uh, Richard, do you remember when uh, SignalR was just getting hot and we were talking about how to do kind of interactive presentations? We thought about writing a website where we could, you know, have this kind of interaction with the audience on their phones and that right. kind of thing. Yeah, he's yeah. basically doing it. So. That's it. Sure. That's it. Yeah. Is it I mean, I'm, I'm sitting here right now while we're, we're talking. I have my Asus 169B external monitor, yeah. which is a USB monitor plugged into the sides. But it's just having another screen so That's that you it. have a place to put stuff, essentially. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, but if you guys right now, um, in, if you have a browser window handy, <clears throat> if you go to shtick.io, S-H-T-I-K dot I-O slash live slash Rendell, and you will be able to see my slide. S-C-H-T-I-K. No, just S-H-O. S-H-T-I-K 
.io. Got it. Not the Yiddish spelling. Not the Yiddish spelling, no. Right. Shtick.net rocks. At Mark Rendell. Okay. So right. now you've got the slide up now. Um, yes, I, do. I I am struggling with CSS at the moment. I'm not great at the front end stuff. You and so, everybody else. Yeah. So, right, it, it, in certain media query sizes, there is actually a, a bit that you'll see there that says, if you log in, um, then you can do ask questions and take notes and stuff. And, and we, we should also tell people who are listening that this URL is not live right now. This URL, no, well, uh, so for the people who are now listening to this podcast um, on the 28th of September. Yeah. Um, or, you know, in, in five years' time, assuming I haven't run out of money and had to take it offline. Um, so going to just l uh, live slash the name of the presenter mm. will take you straight to the presentation they did most recently oh, or the I presentation see. they are doing now. Okay. But... Um, you give each presentation a unique slug. So you see it's mm. redirected you to dnr-demo. Yeah. If your listeners go to uh, shtick.io slash live slash rendel slash dnr-demo, then they'll be able to see the slides that oh. we are talking about now. And can, they can imagine that they're following on in real time. And this is a radio <laughs> show. Pretty cool. Mark. Okay. All right, stop the car before so, you yeah. do that. Yes, so, okay, now this is the bit that sometimes works and sometimes doesn't. Have you got the thing up on your screen? Yes. Yeah. So if I... Do uh, no, it's not on that. I'm on the the watch along view, not the other one. Right. So if I do that, um, that's moved me on to the next slide, and theoretically, that's going to bounce around the internet and move you guys slightly. No, has it nope. not done that? It has not done that. Um, so yeah, and the thing is, I blame Damien Edwards and and. Uh, David Fowler for that. I, I would too. <laughs> okay. Um, it is. It <laughs> is blatantly. Guys. It is blatantly their fault. Yeah. Um, because should I refresh? Uh, if you uh, have you got the little control buttons down at the bottom? Yes. Um, so you could try clicking the kind of next button on there, the, that thing, and see if that does anything, or just yeah, just hit nope. refresh and. I'll just hit refresh. Okay. Um, but yeah. Uh, it hasn't done it for me either. All right. So we should say this is still in alpha. Oh, this is this is not released at all. <laughs> the thing's only online. So, okay, so that's done that. And then if I do that, um, and yeah, no, it's not working. Um, is it just Signal R? That, that's the thing. They haven't released SignalR. They haven't released a so kind of remotely stable version. So oh, I've, I've tried to write my own WebSockets code. Oh, my. Um, What's wrong with you, sir? I, yeah, well, quite. Um, <laughs> the thing is, you, you just sort of think to yourself, well, if those two clowns can write it, how difficult can it be? <laughs> and actually, it turns out quite difficult. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 But I get the idea. And the idea is that you can be on your phone, you can be on your laptop, you yeah. can be in the audience, yeah. and then you get to see more closely... Exactly. Or even if you're in the, not in the same even room. Even if you're not in the same room. Also, right, so if you um, resize your browser window, actually what I do is I press, is I open the developer tools. Okay. Um, so make the browser window uh, narrower. All right. Um, and yeah, there you go. You see, you got Oh, the, well, there's the JavaScript that there. That is supposed to be there all the time. Um, but, but now that I open the developer tools, not yes. only is this smaller, but you I can, can see, see the, the JavaScript error that's causing problems with WebSockets. Yeah. Cannot read property query selector of null. Mm. There you go, you see. There. Yeah. Yeah. JavaScript. JavaScript. It's, it's, it's difficult. for dinner. Um, but yeah, so you got that button there, which means you can sign into the site with Twitter and then you create an account on the site. Yeah, so that stuff. just so that you know um, what we're looking at here, it says sign in to create notes or ask questions. Yeah. Yeah. Great. And so once you've done that, then you can write your notes. Shall I do it? Into, uh, it's up to you. Um, um, does it, it make it will, sense for it, our listeners? Uh, no, not really. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just trust me when I tell you that it will work. So okay, at the moment yeah, it's just yeah. Twitter. But um, so the other reason of um, the other sort of thing that's fun about this, um, we can dig more into the tech side of it yeah. in a bit. But so I'm currently um, people keep emailing me and saying, "Can you come and do one of your ASP.NET Core two yeah. presentations right. for us?" Yeah, yeah. So I'm doing like one a week at the moment. It feels like wow. Um, and it's great because I'm turning up and I'm using this to do the talk. Yeah. And 
sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't and it seems to be based on kind of prevailing conditions and hurricane jose right. and whatever yeah. um but once i get it a bit more stable it'll be great but i'm, I'm kind of showing people this is uh, this is my presentation tool that I've created in ASP.NET Core 2. This is the very lightweight standalone runner, and then pizza and beer, and then this is the back-end code, very and here's cool. the, how it does WebSockets and everything. Mark, hold that thought just for a minute while we take a moment to hear from our sponsor. This episode of .NET Rocks is made possible in part by Windows on the Google Cloud platform. What? Isn't this a .NET show? Yeah, .NET runs on the Google Cloud platform, man. Everything in .NET? You bet. All the .NET Core libraries and more, including 200-plus Google.com and cloud services. Hey, John Skeet's behind it. He's a genius. The John Skeet? The Rescue the Princess John Skeet from Stack Overflow? <laughs> yeah, the one and only. You can deploy your ASP.NET Windows apps to Compute Engine or your ASP.NET Core apps to App Engine or Container Engine which is Google's hosted Kubernetes environment, and it runs like, well, Google. But what about Visual Studio integration? Oh, it's there. I'm reading it now. You can use Visual Studio to manage your GCP resources and deploy your existing apps. Yep. You can get stack driver logging, error reporting, and tracing support for .NET and .NET Core. Also, there are PowerShell commandlets for GCP, which run on Windows and Linux. And if you need help... They're a great set of partners to get workloads to GCP, including Capgemini, Nudesic, and Magenic. So go to gcp.netrocks.com and get your free trial today. .NET on Google. Who knew? And you're listening to .NET Rocks. This is Carl Franklin and Richard Campbell, and we're talking with Mark Rendell about shtick and social presentations. Social presentations, yeah. yes. On a, a brand new version presentations. of .NET. I, I have been at conferences where we've called like a Twitter handle or something mm -hmm. out. Yeah. And then had a proctor in the room mm -hmm. to sort of collect the questions. So yeah, it's that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. I, it's just a, it's an expense and a complexity to have a proctor. Like you need a good proctor. Sure. Yeah. And you, and sort of someone you can read cues off of as a presenter so that you can see them and say, hey, what do you got? And yeah. Yeah. Pull it up and keep going. Well, and it also makes sense for presentations that are technical in nature because then you can assume that everybody has you know, a, a phone with data, Everyone which you, you, yeah. you know, you can't assume that right? there may be people who don't have phones or right. have Once clamshell it. phones or something. Um, so yeah, uh, it, the, the notes feature basically works. Mm -hmm. Um, and once the, so if you're just watching, once they release SignalR Alpha 1, um, I will just ripple my WebSockets code out and happily replace it with, because it turns out they're actually really, really smart guys mm -hmm. yeah. um, who write amazing code. So, yeah, I will rip it out and I will get that side of it working. Mm. Um, if you're just watching, then the slide will just magically move itself. But if right. you've typed anything into either the notes text box or the question text box, right. it'll kind of go the next slide's available when you're done here. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and with the notes, it's kind of auto. So it's got that thing where if you stop typing for a second, it just saves magically. Yeah, so, there's no so you can always go back to your notes. Yeah. Uh, and, um, but you also can't get ahead of the presenter. So you don't allow. So you can't, you can't see the rest of the present. It's, right. as, as the presenter is going through the deck, yeah. it's releasing the next, the next slide. slide as he goes. That's clever. Um, yeah. Because otherwise you're going to have people that race to the that's end. That's it. Right. Race to the end right. and then go and see somebody else's talk. Right. Um, you don't want them to know that the talk is is really you know not that good hmm. until until you until reveal you it the by, end. by yeah. saying the bad things. <laughs> um, so yes, but then and I want to. The plan is to also um, let people say, okay, these are my private notes. These right. are these are my public notes. These are my shared notes, sure. mm -hmm. and I'm going to. Um, share these with the world. And then you get this thing where with the combination, and oh, and as the questions are asked, mm -hmm. um, it's kind of like a mini presentation-specific stack overflow where <laughs> somebody asks a question and then you can give the answer talking 
But then right. after the thing's finished, you can go in and type the answer. You can add the answer to the question. Right. Or right. if somebody else is in the talk and Has sees the, the question, yeah. right. um, you they can, can kind respond. of, once the, once the presenter's gone, there's a question, that's okay. That, you know, I'm, I have moderated that. Now everybody can see it. And someone mm. else, the presenter, I might go, I don't know how Kestrel actually does 1.2 million requests a second. Yeah. But then it turns out Ben Adams is sitting He's at the back of the in, room yeah. judging me yeah. and he can. <laughs> <laughs> Mark won't uh, know the answer to that, uh, yeah, but yeah, I do. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's to do with bit masking. <laughs> that's that's yeah. as much as I know about how it's 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 got something to do with bit masking. <laughs> I, I don't know what bits are, but yeah. Did you know it was Programmers Day yesterday? What is Programmers Day? Programmers Day is the two hundred and fifty sixth day of the year. Oh. So it is the last day of the year that can be represented with a single byte. Oh, that's great! So it's Programmers Day. I love 16th. it. That's that was yeah. That was uh, September the thirteenth, not hmm. September. Yeah, so yeah, not September the twenty seventh. Wow. So yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm kind of building this, and and then the other thing about it is that the whole thing, the command line bit, and all the back end code, which is microservices and running in Docker and everything else, mm -hmm. is open source. Great. Nice. Uh, so where would we find this source? Uh, you would find it at GitHub.com/stick. S H T I K. Um, it's all on there, and it's open source for a variety of reasons. Um, one. I really would like it if someone could help with this CSS stuff because it that's difficult. Yeah. Right. And possibly also WebSockets. I don't know. Yeah. Um, do Do you know anything about the possibility of SignalR being .NET Core anytime soon? Um, so they're saying it's going to be released in some form with 2.1. So oh, ASP.NET Core 2.1. Well, that's good to know. And we should be getting a preview of those by the end of 2017. So you should probably just theory. wait until that's done then, but, right? Last so last week from when we're recording this, Damien uh, seemed to be Damien Edwards seemed to be suggesting um, that they were releasing the kind of alpha one uh, mm. by the end of last week, and it hasn't popped up yet. Hmm. Um, you can get it off my get, but yeah. Wow. Anyway, when when that does appear, I will um, I will just switch that in. Yeah. But no, making it open source means that I can talk about it in the talks and stuff. And I just want people to realize that ASP.NET Core now we got 2.0 and mm -hmm. .NET Core 2, and it's got binary formatters and it's got System Drawing and it's got all the stuff. And actually, you know, um, it's ready. It's you can use it. And sure, it's capable. The majority of certainly web API applications can be ported over fairly easily, but people need there to be code out there that they can look at. Mm -hmm. That they, I, I learned most of the stuff while they were writing it by mm -hmm. looking at the code in the ASP.NET organization on GitHub. Mm. How do I do unit tests? I'll go and look at how they do unit tests on <laughs> the actual thing I'm I'm using. Right. Um, and so I want to put something out there. That's a resource for, for developers. So if they want to go, how do I build a Docker container? How do I yeah. cons uh, how do I include SignalR in my project? Right. They can go, well, Mark does that thing, and I'll go and look at how he does it cool. and stuff. Um, which means that if people want to, oh, and also there are going to be Docker images on the Docker registry. Oh, great. Which are public. So if you want to, you can run your own backend for it. So, so if you this is so cool because not only do we get uh, this presentation tool, but along the way, if we haven't played with Docker or .NET Core two, this is a perfect thing to uh, get your feet wet yeah. with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Explore it's, the project. It's a fun thing to to play with. Perfect. So the, I mean, the challenge here is making the presentation part about styling the slide. Mm. Yeah. What about code demos and things? I guess you just hop out. Yeah, you hop out, and I mean, so longer term, if if this became something I could spend more time on, right. um, then uh, I would look at doing um, may maybe a kind of specific Windows client and a specific Mac client, and then you could look at doing screen, screen share, sharing, screen share, yeah. sort of recording code video on the fly, yeah. and that becomes part of the thing as well. Mm. One thing I've done super easy to do surveys and things in this model. Oh yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. You know, um, you can do what? do a vote screen, right? And actually, you know, who would like to see this in a yes or a no? Mm. And, and then the, actually the, get the people can. So yesterday, interact. I know the days are switched because the next show will be Dylan's show where mm -hmm. we talk about this. But 
yesterday we participated in a sort of a thing that you were supposed to be here for, but got held up for. It was a uh, it was a quiz comedy show, and uh, you were replaced by a sock puppet, Tony the Pony, Tony the Pony. <laughs> and, and at the end, Dylan did this screen where he had a live survey coming in from the audience. Right. And I was wondering if you know was that you? No, was that your no, stuff? No, that's part no. of uh, Skills Matter. It really, yeah, yeah. Skills Matter have that as the. And so wow. we picked the winner because we'd never keep score on those things by actually <laughs> having the attendees vote. And it was yeah. live. As the votes were coming in, you could see oh. the lines move. Oh, yeah. I like that. Yeah. And it right. got quite anxious, actually. Yeah. The Canadian and British yeah. team won. Yeah. Against the Americans. Well, yeah. obviously. Yeah. You guys wow. were a mess at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But if we were judging it on how funny we were, I well. think we were funnier. <laughs> Just saying. Yeah. No. Although you guys had skeet, so that it wasn't really fair yeah, they, the, <laughs> the, the british team had skeet and yeah, it, yeah. you did have the canadians so i was the smug one really because it's like <laughs> you think yeah there's the americans with trump and the uk with brexit and the canadians with justin yeah so yeah and the funny thing was none of the americans were were uh trump voters so. of course yeah you never actually meet trump voters you just see them on twitter <laughs> with are um, russian bots yes oh. I, I think that's if you met them in person you go are you actually a trump voter and yet I think <laughs> I think all of the Trump voters just unsubscribed from .NET Rocks yeah. just now. Yeah, Caused some trouble. Bye, right. guys. Have Sorry. fun. Sorry about don't, that. Don't shoot any hurricanes. Hey, Richard. Yeah, buddy. Guess what time it is now? Yeah, it must be that happy time again. Yeah. It's time to tell a shtick-inspired joke. Ready, Mark? Go on, then. Knock, knock. Who's there? I'm sorry. Must be Damien's fault. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's, that's 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 a lost song. That was good. I do apologize. That's okay. I couldn't help myself. Uh, it's actually time to give away a D-Experience subscription from DevX to one lucky member of the .NET Rocks fan club. Become a UI superhero with DevExpress UI controls and libraries and deliver elegant .NET solutions that address customer needs today and leverage your existing knowledge to build next-generation touch-enabled solutions for tomorrow. Whether it's an Office-inspired application or a data-centric analytics dashboard, DevExpress Universal ships with everything you'll need to build your best without limits or compromise. And check out their DevExtreme React Grid, built from the ground up to fully support all the cool features that come with React, like the virtual DOM and state controllers like Redux. It supports master detail, sorting, grouping, paging, and editing. And you can check it out and test it for free on GitHub. But learn more and download your free 30-day trial of DevExpress Universal at devexpress.com slash superhero. Well, all right, buddy. Who's our winner? Today's winner is Bob J. Clark. Congratulations, Bob. Yes. Golf clap for you, sir. Golf, Golf clap. clap for Bob. And Bob just won the D-Experience subscription, a big pile of awesome from our friends at DevExpress, just for being a member of the .NET Rocks fan club. And if you don't know what that is or how to join, go to .netrocks.com, click on the big Get Free Stuff button, answer a few questions, and join the fan club. We have thousands of members all over the world, and every show we like to give away stuff from our sponsors, and every December we give away a $5,000 technology shopping spree to one lucky member of the fan club, but you got to sign up to win... Okay, Mark, you've done this before a couple of times. I have. If you got five grand, you're going to go shopping. What are you going to buy? Um, I, I had a I had a better thought. Can I start saving these up? And then <laughs> I, so, yeah. in, in, Keep doing shows. Yeah. In 2024, I could buy a Tesla Model 3. Oh, well, <laughs> if I do one a year. Yeah. No. Um, so I actually went, I, I did, because I knew what I was going to say and what I am going to say, but I did some research just to make sure that I was up to date with it and everything. Mm. Um I would buy a Form 2 3D printer from Formlabs. Oh, yes, the Formlabs printer. I have not uh, heard of this. So this is the stereo lithography mm -hmm. printer. So most 3D printers, you put a spool of plastic yeah, PLA or cable like, yeah, onto yeah. it, yeah. And, and it's like an inkjet printer. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, and 
the things that you print i mean you know it's neat and everything yeah but you, you can see the pixels it's yeah, like sure. it's like the dot matrix inkjet printer of 3d printing Plus you need a structure you need structural integrity often you end up being scaffolding so, yeah. so that bits don't There's, fall off and the stuff is breakable to, yeah. too let's, yeah, let's face it it's plastic um so form labs uh and this is three and a half thousand dollars these things okay but i do have something to spend the leftover money on mm -hmm. as well uh three and a half thousand dollars and instead of building it up from uh from a heated base and printing a layer at a time they use a laser to cure a resin um a layer at a time and it actually extrudes the thing why am i miming this on a podcast yeah. <laughs> it actually extrudes so this thing your your 3d printed object rises out of a tub of resin right like wow magic. are you so the top comes out first and then yeah and then the eventually the bottom eventually the bottom comes out and then you have this thing and it's done with a very very high very precise laser so wow. the things that come out of it are basically smooth so the quality is much better. It's much stronger because these there are different resins that you can put in for different things. Yeah, a variety of colors as well um, too. But yeah, you, you can, can you can print clear. You can print. You can print flexible materials. Yeah, like like, a, that's, like rubbery. Yes. So yeah. you, if you need to print. Um, like a, a washer seal for your washing mm -hmm. machine or something, you can something do that. that has a little give to it. Yeah, um, there's also ones that tolerate higher temperatures. Yep, some that are just harder. Like there's a variety of resins. They're not cheap. Is this Form Labs? Form, form Labs. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I've watched these guys for a while. Uh, the uh, the resins aren't cheap. Like it does, they do cost money. But so uh, there, but you know, you have there is the cheapest resin. Mm -hmm. So when mm -hmm. you're mucking about or doing prototypes or whatever, you can use a resin that is relatively cheap. Yeah. Um, but I so I have, uh, um, any kind of month now I, I, I did the Kickstarter for another 3d printer called Snapmaker, which is a mm. modular one that right. can also be a CNC milling machine and stuff. Um, but because you use the same model files yeah. for all these different things. So you could get right. your regular filament based 3d printer, use that for prototyping. And then when you're ready to print the actual thing, um then you switch over to the form labs right mm. and spend the money on the resin so that's uh that's pretty amazing yeah, that's thirty five hundred dollars if you look on their website they've got a coming soon section and they've got a wash and a cure right it's like an attachment thing yeah because can. with this resin you have to wash it in a kind of isopropyl alcohol right. thing to now do you have to wash it, it before you can use it or is this just to clean it uh, you have to wash it before you can use it. Right. It kind of it still has the soft resin, I the, see. the liquid resin yeah. sort of attached to it to some degree. Yes. So, you yeah. it so it gets the drips off. And then you have a curing um, chamber, which hardens it yeah. completely and, and makes it solid. And so those are um, come to about $1,500 if you, uh, I think you'd, I'd have $100 left over to spend on resin. Nice. Which so would probably be enough to make a 20-sided dice. This video also shows them printing clear stuff. Yeah. Yeah, if you can print clear, um, they have which is nice. They have materials that print that come out shiny and materials that come out matte. Right. Um, it's just you know, uh, it is effectively if the filament-based three D printers are the inkjets, yeah. then Form Labs that's that's the laser. It's jet. a laser, yeah. and it honestly um, looks as sophisticated as a as a printer. Yeah, like it. You yeah. put in a cartridge. Not yep. you don't have to like. Yeah. Do any kind of crazy yeah. resin things. Uh, yeah. I mean, you know, I'm kind of going, if I had $5,000, I'd buy one because it is $3,500, and that's mm. a lot of money. Yeah. But that is producing things yeah. that five years ago, you would have had to spend $100,000 oh, on, sure, on a proper industrial, the kind of thing that businesses own. Mm -hmm. for I, stuff. I wonder how strong amazing. this stuff really is. Like, could you use it for things that bear weight or or have stresses you know moving parts that kind it's of thing. all based on the material so yeah. you the resins that you use and obviously you know if you design your thing so it's made of triangles it'll be more yeah, rigid sure. than anything else sure. oh but the other thing with this and the, the thing that you can do with resin mm. that you can't do with filament is print Lego bricks because ah. <laughs> filament isn't high enough resolution to print right. Lego bricks, but the Let's form see. labs thing, it's because uh, they're, they're not. It's it's legal to print Lego bricks. It used to be illegal until very right. recently, but now the patents have expired and everything, which is why you can get things that say they're compatible with Lego. Um, mm. But yeah, so if you get that, 
because the people who make the Lego Marvel superheroes or Star Wars or whatever, right. they cheat. They kind of go, I don't know how to make this bit. We'll just injection mold yes. the Millennium yeah. Falcon's cockpit. Mm -hmm. And so you could go, right, I don't know how to make that bit. I'm just going to form labs print this custom bit of Lego so I can build the model I want to build. Hmm. So, yeah. Yeah, the tough resin is, made, is they say it simulates ABS. Which, which is what? Uh, which is a kind of, it's the plastic that you use for um, sewage pipe. Yeah. Pretty oh, tough really? Stuff. It's quite tough stuff. Yeah. PVC. The ABS. PVC is different. Okay. PVC is the white. ABS is the black. But is it the same strength? They are different. They, the ABS actually has a bit more give to it. It's easier okay. to cut and manipulate, but it is it is durable. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. Wow, that's great. So yeah, that's what I get. And and uh, with the rest of it, would you buy more resin cartridges? I, I think I'd have a hundred dollars left over after <laughs> getting the wash and cure things. So so that will get you um, half of a resin cartridge. That would get me half of a resin cartridge. So basically, yeah. what I'll what I'll do is I won't take it out of the box, and then I'll come back on next year, right? And we'll do another show, and you'll say, "What would you spend five thousand dollars on?" And I'll go resin, <laughs> <laughs> a lot of resin. That's there great. is, um, of course, there's also the third party. Like one of the things you do with the prototyping is once you get the prototype where you want to, then you send it out. Well, yeah, you can like, do that. You I can mean, it, you can have it made with a laser sinter machine, which is two hundred thousand yes. dollars, yes. mm. and they'll make it out of yeah. aluminum or, yeah. or titanium for you if you want yeah, to spend right. a lot of money on right. it. Right. But you should check out the Snapmaker as well, which mm -hmm. is the thing that it's was beautiful. on Kickstarter, which is mod modular. Snap make Snap maker. Yeah. Um, so another way to make another kind of uh, 3D printer. So it's it's. Huh. I mean, it's it's filament based 3D printer, mm -hmm. but it is modular, and so you buy the kind of basic unit, but then you can say, I want longer struts to support the thing. Right. I want to be a little, so little taller. Can, I want yeah. to be a little wider. I, I want to. I want to do something that's color. six feet tall. Yeah. You know, it's interesting. I I, I found the the 3D <laughs> printer phase and you know mania sort of ebbed. A little bit. So sure. it's nice to see some, you know, technological advances in this price range. Yeah. Which hasn't really happened in a while. Yeah. So the Snapmaker, I got it on Kickstarter. I think it was $179. Right. Um, mm. Plus like 50 bucks shipping to the UK. Wow. But yeah, it's 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 definitely getting to the point of accessible. I'm just really mm. excited about where it's going to be in, in 10 years time. Sure. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. The pre-order price now is 500 bucks. Yeah. For the Snapmaker. Mm. All right, so what else can we talk about shtick? Did you learn anything about uh, .NET Core along the way that you didn't know before? Um, so I used it. It was the first full end-to-end -end thing I wrote in ASP.NET Core 2. Yeah. Um, and it was a lot easier to do that. Uh, the command line side of it, the little standalone application, mm. um, it doesn't use MVC, so it's not using controllers and views, and there's no razor in there. Right. Um, it's just a REST endpoint. So it uses the new routing library, which works like uh, ExpressJS sort of thing. So you say okay. map get and the URL, and yeah. then you have a, a callback. It's an attribute. Uh, an, an action. Um, no, it's it's uh, so you have a router, and you say router.mapget. Uh, theme.css oh, oh, and code, then returns then. so it's in code so okay. it's, it looks quite a bit like nancy yeah right. um but it's built into mvc uh -huh. um so by using that it means i don't have to include the razor libraries it means i don't have to include a whole bunch of the other stuff that goes along with razor sure. like oh i don't know roslyn right. uh, <laughs> you know so little thing you, you yeah. publish one of these things with views in it yeah. and that's it's quite a big publication and mm. like i say i want to do this where i do a publish for linux a publish that's something that's really nice as well uh right i need to multi-thread can I say two things at the same time? No. <laughs> so you yeah. can try. I want to. I want to be able to publish this and then put it in a zip file and have it. And so it would be nice. It'd be nice if you said if it in I parallel. Saying, that means every other word from a different sentence. It, yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> there's there's not enough caffeine in the world. Yeah, um, that's a threading problem. Yeah, it would be nice. But, yes. Uh, no. So I I want it. It would be nice if uh, that that download. Um, mm when they unzipped it was you know less than 100 megabytes yeah, I, I, yeah. you know um hopefully less than that yeah. and so one of the things that asp.net core 2 has and .NET core 2 uh it's it's kind of in preview at the moment you have to install a nuget package mm -hmm. and then you have to add a target to your cs proj file mm -hmm. but it's this il linker thing 
and it looks at your actual application. So you say, I'm referencing Microsoft.ASP.NetCore.all, which is a meta package, which is everything, Entity Framework, Core, Identity, Authorization, Security, MVC, Razor, the whole deal. Right. Okay. This IL link thing looks at your actual assembly, the thing that's being produced when you build the CS proj file, mm -hmm. and goes, right, well, what do you actually use? Hmm. So you use routing, and you use configuration, and you use options, and you use logging, but you're not using Razor, you're not using MVC, you're not right. using the controller classes. So we'll, we won't, we'll, we will, when we do the publish, we'll leave all those aside. Hmm. And so you can actually just, it's been very, very early preview at the moment, but mm. right now, uh, it saves about half the publish size. Hmm. Wow. So it goes from over 100 megabytes to a, around 60 or 70. That's nice. Yeah, which is very great. nice. And that's just doing the kind of first phase, which is which of these assemblies are you not using? Right. The plan, as they kind of move it ahead, is that this kind of fuses with IL merge. So, um, and if people don't know what IL merge is, it's a thing that takes multiple .NET assemblies and right. turns them into one .NET assembly. Mm -hmm. yes. So if you've got an XE but 50 DLLs, then you can just turn that into one really big XE. So combine that with this IL link thing, which is looking at your code and working out what you're using, and it can do that within the assemblies as well. So it can say, right, so you've got system.xml that you're using this bit of it because you're loading an XML document, but you're not using any of the XPath stuff. Right. So you can leave it out. We'll just eliminate that from the code yeah. so you get that and then it, it's trimmed it down so you only have even down to the base class library layer if you're not using system.io then it's not there it's not going to load if, it, yeah. if you're right. not using file stream it's still about keeping a thing down to a reasonable size yeah. as well as then making it portable where you want it to that's go. it so i so i got to play with that and that's like i say that's very early um it's still got the dash preview tag on it right if you if you install it but it does work and it's it makes a difference um the other thing that i learned uh which is also very very cool talking about wanting this to be accessible to mac people and mm -hmm. linux people hmm. is it doesn't matter what machine you're on so i'm on a windows 10 machine yep I can say .NET publish minus R Linux x64, mm -hmm. and it will produce a Linux build right. with the Linux native binaries, the .so files and everything. Mm -hmm. And I can do that for Mac. And the really cool thing, I haven't actually tried this yet, but I, I, I want to try it, uh, .NET publish minus R Linux dash ARM32. Hmm. And it will actually produce something that you can copy onto a Raspberry Pi. Huh. And it will run. Running presentations from a Raspberry Pi. Yeah. I mean, you know, who doesn't want to do cool. that? Yeah, yeah right. definitely. Um, I'm still contemplating the social presentation itself. Yes. You know, just this idea of, it's not so much a presentation now. I mean, it's, it's much more interactive. Uh, I think about stuff like if I was going to do a presentation around geek outs, where you never know, you know, you're going to take a subject like nuclear power mm -hmm. and see where people want to go. Yeah. You know, like yeah. How deeply do I need to explain this? And do I give people, you know, points where... I, you know, uh, uh, actually, when I was looking at Reveal, they showed the sort of side-scrolling approach. Yes. But to be able to, and then a down-scroll approach, so it's mm. like, here's the top level, the entire path of the conversation. Yeah. Do we want to go deeper into yes. these different pieces? And you could have sort of a voting mechanism or a recommendation mechanism. I've definitely built decks. Remember that we did that one, I think it was Nebraska Code Camp, where over lunchtime, we were, I was just fielding different geek out topics yeah, yeah, and right. when someone asked a hard question on it i just grabbed the slides for that and jump there yeah so just that ability to you know here's this 300 slide deck or something that's hours and hours and hours into right, the whole right. thing and you can just move around the pieces that people care a, a, about a choose your own presentation basically yeah yeah, yeah and, no, that, know, that's yeah i think it's a battle when you're a real uh, you know an experienced person in an area you have a tough time gauging what the audience knows and doesn't know. How deep do we go? Oh, you know how I, do I? I did this all the time with with performance tuning, like making websites go fast. Yeah, because yeah. a large amount of the audience, while interested in this subject, had never done it, and so as soon as you went deep on something, you lost a bunch of the audience. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and then sometimes you had a room full of folks that had done it before, and are like, "Yeah, yeah, we understand the fundamentals. Explain more about this problem." Yeah, and so yeah. just being able to get the room to feed that to you, although That's, you still have to make that judgment call. 
But, yeah. You know, I, I do these uh, running around to user groups talking about ASP.NET Core 2. Right. And obviously, mm -hmm. that's a huge thing. Mm -hmm. And so it's a very, very kind of, okay, so this is what's new in Entity Framework. This is what's new in MVC. This yep. is, and the, just, there's some cool stuff. These are the bits I like. I could do an hour on any one of those bits. Sure. sure. And so yeah. having people be able to say, okay, drill more into that, um, or to be able to provide additional content through the site, and links, and you know, if you like it, well, here's a link to a video of me doing talking more about this, and no, that I sort of thing. I think you know? this tool works really well in combination with a live stream, mm. because then you don't have to share anything. You know, you you can basically have a live presentation that can be interactive at the same time with people anywhere in the world. And yes. you do have some yes. control over it, too. It's not like you're just handing out the deck to everybody. Mm. Yeah, that's it. Um, and then the final thing that I'm doing, uh, and I tested this uh, at the weekend when I was supposed to be doing something else, so don't tell my <laughs> wife. Um, I, I'm going to take the kids out and you clean the washing machine <laughs> thing. And uh, Did you do sure. it? Sure. Uh, yeah. Yeah, let's say I did. Let's let's see if you noticed let's just that say I, didn't I did. Do that. I didn't write code. Um, <laughs> I didn't write code. Yeah, that's I, it. I swear. So it's still this thing. If I say to people, "Hey, you can do social presentations," awesome. How do I get my PowerPoint slides up? How do I yeah. use my PowerPoint theme and all this other <laughs> yeah, stuff? Yeah, yeah. And so I thought, well, really, the thing that you've got down here locally isn't doing very much at all. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's rendering Markdown. And it's displaying it for me, and that it's I've got next and previous buttons mm. right. and web sockets that don't work. Um, <laughs> so I booted up Visual Studio 2017, mm -hmm. and I created a PowerPoint plugin mm -hmm. for PowerPoint to work on 2013 and 2016. And I hooked into the event handlers that PowerPoint gives you, mm. and it turns out there's one of those that gets triggered either when you go to the next slide, but also when you press that, you know, when people have a slide that reveals itself like a right. bullet mm. point at a time. Yeah. And so you get one of those just as the animation starts, and then another one when the animation finishes. Nice. Right? And so I can just build a plugin for Outlook. It'll add a, a plugin for PowerPoint. It'll add a tab to the ribbon at the top and you'll be yeah. able to put in the site you want to do it through and so forth. And then every time the slide changes, every time an animation finishes, there's another API in there where you can just say, give me a JPEG yeah, of, what the slide, the of what the thing great. looks like at the moment. And That's then great. we just push push it up, push the, uh, these JPEGs up one at a time to the shtick website. Wow. And so people can use PowerPoint. Yeah. So it, if it's built into PowerPoint, there's really no reason for people not to use it. I'm not saying you have to use my tool. I'm not saying right. you have to learn Markdown. Right. I'm just going, I, you know. People can watch this. And then, you know, even if you sat it all around a conference room yeah. with people sitting with their laptops around a conference room and you're yeah, exactly. projecting sales for the next quarter up at the end there, mm. you can have you can have the people sitting in the conference room going blah, blah, blah. and taking notes. And taking notes on yeah. there. Even stuff. though you're authenticating the clients, can you still create anonymous data? Like can you do anonymous surveys so that you don't even know? Who it is. Who it is. I would I mean, definitely, code, yes. No. Yeah. yeah. For the people who are making notes, um, if they mark their notes as private, those are proper private. The yeah. speaker won't be able to see them either. Um, yeah. The speaker can obviously see the questions and they can see any public notes that were written and so forth. But it would definitely, you know, you could put a feedback thing in that you didn't sure. have to be logged in for right. and just some sort of cookie that says um, the only way you're going to be able to to vote twice for this presentation yeah. is if you remap your Mac address. <laughs> you, know. Yeah. you know, something tells me you could actually do that. I don't know. I, I, I've watched people do it at Heathrow Airport. Yeah. To get another every hour. 30 minutes yeah. to get another 30 yeah. minutes of free Wi-Fi. Yeah. Very doable. You know who you are. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, we do. Uh, heck, I'm just thinking, especially with the remote stuff, being able to do translations. Mm. You yeah, know, to have someone following along with the slide deck in their own language, like mm. it's just there's a lot of power here to have that socket effect, you know, distributed or someone visually impaired having a tough time mm. looking at the big screen to be mm. able to have a screen right by them, mm. and yeah. with their zooming and controlling capability, so that they can see the way they need to be able. To well, see. and there are cognitive APIs out there from not just Microsoft and Google and everything else sure. that will do real time speech translation. Yeah, for you real. Know, for yeah. And I'm really hoping that, so yeah, I mean, when I talk to people about this, lots of people have got lots of great ideas about things it could do, ways it could go. Mm -hmm. It's mm -hmm. on GitHub. It's open source. It's yeah. MIT licensed if you want to run your own 
stick.io it's as generous server, as it gets for regular you know, licensing i'm really hoping that people will see it and go oh that would be awesome if it oh hang on a minute i can fork it and make it do it I can do right that. so yeah. and and if you're looking you know that it's going to be a while before everybody in the world is able to use all this amazing new stuff that Microsoft are doing in their day job. Sure. Um, it can be a bit daunting trying to think of something to do with it in your spare time. Mm -hmm. But I'm hoping that I've written like reasonably clear code and it's right. not, there's nothing that complicated in there at the moment. Right. Clone it, fork it, dive in, build mm -hmm. something, send me pull requests, yeah. send me CSS that works. That would be nice. GitHub.com slash stick. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Mark, the, you've done it again. Yeah, something yeah. cool. Very, very cool. I hope so. And uh, I can't wait to see it in, you know, a couple of months and after a few people have gotten their teeth into it. Thank you very much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. It's always lots of fun. It's been splendid. <laughs> splendid. Rather yeah. splendid. Now, splendid. Now let's record that. Yes. Quite splendid. <laughs> and we'll see you next time on .NET Rocks. .NET Rocks is brought to you by Franklin's Net and produced by Pwop Studios, a full-service audio, video, and post-production facility located physically in New London, Connecticut, and, of course, in the cloud. Online at pwop.com. Visit our website at dotnetrocks.com for RSS feeds, downloads, mobile apps, comments, and access to the full archives going back to show number one, recorded in September 2002. And make sure you check out our sponsors. They keep us in business. Now go write some code. See you next time. Got a